everyone, this is episode 756 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, December, January 21st, 22nd, 2021. I am your host, Mark Krishnez, and today I'll be talking about Hitman 3, Loot Hero DX, Marble Duel, Terratopia, Balancelot, Shing, and Unspottable. That Shing wasn't just like a sound effect for like how exciting Balancelot was or anything. It was an actual game called Shing, S-H-I-N-G, exclamation point. And yeah, so there's a, a fair amount to talk about on this week's episode. But before I get to all that, some attack the backlog <laughs> updates which I like to do now at the beginning of the show, or, or so I'm telling myself right now, even though I can't speak. So I finish up the scripts for both Donut County and Rhyme, and we'll be finishing up those episodes this weekend, hopefully early in this weekend, and then I will move on to whatever the next game I play for Attack the Backlog is. What that game will be, I don't know. But there are a lot of contenders... However, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm in the right mood for some of these games. Like Kentucky Route Zero is something that's been on the mind the past few weeks, but I feel like I need to be in a cheerier mood to handle it. Because from what I've heard, like I know literally nothing about the story, but just in terms of the mood and vibe, I feel like it would be better to go into it not as down as these past few weeks have had me. So I'm going to probably put those off. Uh, and, you know, uh, Rhyme is something that really just made me very happy playing it. It was a very pleasant surprise. It's a an interesting episode in that I don't talk that much about the game itself because so much of what makes that game special for me and why I fell in love with it is because of the story and the moments that you experience throughout your journey. And I don't want to give those away. So that episode is basically about me trying to put across my enthusiasm and love for it in a way that you can understand. I, I talk a fair amount about the music because that is such a significant part of what makes that game special. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what people think of that episode. And yeah, the Don't Encounter one's more traditional, but they should both be on the shorter side, I would presume. But yeah, not really sure what I'm going to be playing next. One game that's been on the docket for months now is Return of the Oberdin, which I, I I should play sometime soon. That that could be a very likely pick, but uh, I kind of want to just play some more happy, positive things. Maybe a nice platformer. I could go back to a Hat in Time or whatever it's called, or Super Lucky Tale, New Super Lucky Tale, and mess around with that or whatnots who knows i will see i could do mario 64 because i never finished that i played it on the ds but i never finished that version and i do own the 3d all-stars pack so i could do that as well or i could just do odyssey i could just do mario odyssey since i didn't finish that either so who knows who knows who knows but let's just get on to what i've been playing so 
Hitman 3 is one of the games I was most excited for this year, the year of 2021. Quite possibly the game I am most excited for. I can't think of what other games are coming out this year that will top it as a huge Hitman fan. But the, the, there could be something, and you know, maybe something that we don't know is this year. Who knows? But Hitman 3 was a game I was so unbelievably, ridiculously excited for. And the launch of it has been such a buggy, problematic mess that my excitement quickly just drowned in a pool of countless Agent 47 victims' blood that I am no longer excited and will probably put the game down until everything is resolved and I feel comfortable continuing to play it because there there are many issues. And I will just say that when you're in the game and playing it, it's just more Hitman. Feels great. Looks great. I love that clean, somewhat sterile aesthetic of it. It's very sharp. Uh, and I, I like all of that. You know, you get some nice reflections now in the current gen versions, the Series X, PS5 versions, and it runs at an almost perfect 60 frames per second. You know, there, there's a, a few dips in the one winery level or whatever when you're in the fields, I guess. But other than that, it, it seems to run pretty damn well. And even in that area, I didn't notice anything standing out like, oh, this is this is unplayable. But the issues are so, are so vast and frustrating. So when the game first launched, pretty much no one could get their progress to carry over. So when the game launched, in order to, to carry your progress over, you had to go to this website, part of the like IOI account thing, and select what account you wanted to transfer from and then which account you want to transfer to. So if you have the game on Xbox One, Hitman 2, and you want to transfer your level and your progression, your mastery of all the levels and all that jazz, you go to this website, which they link to in the main menu of Hitman 3, and then it'll take you through this process. That website was down and not working at all for a good amount of the launch day, which was Wednesday. And then when it came up, it was just running really slowly and it would crash and people would be unsure if it even went through and if they were, they were going to be able to transfer at all because it seemed like the ability to transfer was gone and disappeared after it, it crashed on them. But that was a mess because if you played any of Hitman prior to transferring your progression that transfer would overwrite whatever progression you made. So that sucks. That That's not good, right? And so that just left a lot of us stuck waiting for things to get resolved so that we could actually play the game we were so excited about. And once that was seemingly resolved, I started playing some of the new levels. I did the, the progression system. I saw that my level had carried over and my progression of mastery had carried over. The items that you've unlocked through all that and, and like the suits, those had yet to carry over. 
And maybe that should have been a sign that things are still fucked up or whatever. But I just was like, okay, this will probably get resolved down the line. But I don't need to worry about my level or anything because like that, that's all done, right? And maybe, like, I don't know why this has happened. And I know I'm not the only one. But the bigger issue is that I played through three levels. I, I already finished the whole campaign, but at this point in my story, my experience with Hitman 3, I had finished the first three levels. There, there are six levels in the game. And I took a break and returned to the game. And when I returned to the game, my mastery for the first two levels had disappeared. The challenges that I had completed and all that were still completed, and I couldn't redo them and get that XP that would go towards mastery, but my mastery for those levels was reset to one. And I have to assume that we are going to, all of us who have this issue, that our, our mastery is going to be fixed because the items you unlock with mastery, those are still in my inventory. But the starting location and stuff like that, those aren't unlocked. And it's it's frustrating for two reasons. One it means that the progress and time I put into the level has just disappeared. It was all for nothing pretty much right now. But more so, if this isn't resolved, then there's a likelihood of me and many others not being able to reach total mastery for these levels that we're all affected on like it varies from person to person how many levels they're they're affected on but for the 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 majority of levels pretty much all the the big normal quote-unquote normal levels the the mastery is 20 levels and i think it goes up for every six thousand xp so for the first two levels i think i had mastery level three and whatever change on the first one, and then level five on the second one. And now they're just both at one. And I, I'm I, I'm scared to play through those levels again. I'm scared to like just do anything, but I, I ended up playing through the rest of the game. But like the problem with that is that mastery is a significant part of the experience and giving you ways of making a level more accessible or to just provide you with a shortcut because what you get with the mastery of levels if you never play the hitman games is that initially you can only start at one point on the map and you can only like use one or, or maybe not even any conceal spots so you can like sneak in an item in a certain spot and then pick it up later in the level but as you are playing through a level and gaining xp and mastering it more and more more starting positions and concealed spaces open up to you, which allow you to bypass certain things. So for instance, you might open up a kitchen in an area that will not only start you in that place, but also start you in that disguise. So instead of having to start at the very beginning of a level and then sneak your way in, find your way to the kitchen, wait until one of the chefs is isolated, take them out, then hide them, and then disguise yourself as them to get to that point this just fast forwards through all that and puts you right there at the very beginning of a level which is really convenient and 
a nice reward for putting the time and effort into playing through the level and going after the various challenges and story missions and all that. So the, the, the thought that I and so many others might not be able to reach complete mastery for a few levels is scary because I don't like, I don't even know, I guess there's, I don't think there's a way for me to even reset it or anything to like reset my entire level and XP for everything uh, and reset the challenges because everything's tied to my IOI account, including my ownership over these games and everything. And I, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, in addition to that, I've had one mission bug out where I couldn't exit the level. And the only way I was able to do it was shooting some people, like causing a fuss. And then a bunch of other exits open up as soon as I did that. It's a level where you have to help Diana with some stuff. And then to exit the level, I had to like take her hand on the dance floor. But she put her hand out, but there's no button prompt. I was like, well, do I just stand here and like it'll transition to a cutscene? No, nothing like that happened. I was like, fucking, well, I'm just going to pull out my gun and start shooting people. And then I noticed a bunch of exits pop up around me. And I reloaded and said, okay, I'm going to start a commotion, but in a more advantageous spot for me. But when I loaded it up, all those exits were now on the map as well. And there was one that wasn't grayed out, so I ran down and exited the level that way and was able to complete it and get all my challenges and XP turned in. And that was that was annoying. Then the the whole system of importing your levels from Hitman 1 and 2, so the Hitman 2 thing worked fine. The The way it works is that you either like bought the game of the year edition of the game, I guess, and therefore you would get like the the full access pass that's a hundred dollars without that but it would show for free for you or if you bought it and have the like standard version and then the expansion pass they have two pieces of uh, dlc access pass things that will just be tied to your account and that that worked fine but i did not have my hitman one levels in the game automatically and the game of the year access pass for the hitman one levels wasn't showing up as purchasable for me for free. And I didn't know what was going on and how to fix this. And it was frustrating. And the way I figured it out after looking through their FAQ and all this other shit and just trying to figure out what the hell, like I ended up having to download Hitman 1 and all of its levels just to to make this process work. And I... I ended up downloading Hitman 2 again and everything, which is a massive game that uh, didn't end. I didn't end up needing to have to do that. But in order to get the Hitman 1 pack for me, and I don't know if this is like the way everyone will have to do it, and this is all specifically to Xbox, I had to... I had to download and quote-unquote purchase and tie it to my account the Hitman 2 starter pack, which was like the free version that came with, I guess, just the base tutorial or something, and then purchase within Hitman 1 the Hitman 1 Game of the Year Legacy Pack, which 
is what grants you the the legacy pack for Hitman 3. And you can only purchase that for free if you have this starter pack. If you own Hitman 2 and the expansion pass for Hitman 2, if you actually purchase those games, you can't get this legacy pack for Hitman 1. Only if you purchase, remember in quotes, the free starter pack can you do it. So I had to do that and then go back to Hitman 1 and then go through that in-game store to purchase that legacy pack, which then allowed me to go to the store and purchase the legacy pack for Hitman 3. And it was just a nightmare. And like I said, I ended up finishing Hitman 3. I I played all the levels through once. And now I'm just, I I don't really want to play anymore because I don't trust what's going to happen with my progress, even though everything seems to be fine despite those two levels where my mastery is completely wiped and I'm frustrated by that. But like, I, I, these past few weeks have been a pretty big bummer overall. And this was like the bright spot, the thing I was looking forward to, to make up for this and that going on in my life. And then for it to have such a rocky launch and to have so many issues of such different sorts it's been a really bummer and i went from being so excited about it to just being really disappointed and bummed out i'm just sad about the whole experience and yeah in terms of what hitman 3 adds uh, over hitman 2 and hitman 1 the whole camera thing i whatever like, I don't think that adds a particularly interesting wrinkle to the gameplay or anything. It's just like an additional tool that now, like, you know, as opposed to having locked doors and doors that use key cards and all this other shit, you now have a few things that use these panels that you can access and unlock and, and mess around with using your camera. So it's just an, an additional tool, but not a particularly interesting one like it would be more interesting if the camera could be used for like thermal vision or night vision or stuff like when you are seeing the keypad you know instead of in i feel like most cases it's like look around the 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 room you're in to find the 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 code for it you know be nice if like oh i can use my camera turn on the thermal and see you know where the the fingerprints were and and you know depending on how dark they are you know shows which one was pressed most recently and blah 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 i I wish the the camera was used in more interesting ways than just a hacking tool because that's all it really is you can take pictures but like people don't even uh, react to that like i thought if i just went around taking pictures of random npcs they'd be like what the fuck are you doing what are you doing but they don't even seem to give a shit so yeah that seems like, or at least feels like the the one big change that I can think of. Uh, of course, the load times are significantly shorter, which is so nice. And like, as soon as everything is roughed out, like when the game is up and running fully, no more issues, everything is resolved, it's going to be a fantastic experience because it looks great, it plays great, it loads super fast, 
when you, like as this like collection of all the Hitman levels too is just fantastic to have everything in one place. And it does seem like once I got everything working in that sense, it does seem to be more consistent in knowing that I have all this content uh, compared to Hitman 2, which seemed to be finicky. But also, there always can be issues when transferring DLC, at least on Xbox, between hard drives where like it becomes corrupt or something, but the, the, the system doesn't tell you anything like that. So you don't know that the game no longer recognizes a certain piece of DLC. And, and you have to re-download it. But, yeah. The one interesting thing I'll say, too, about the structure of Hitman 3 is that it does seem to really uh, go down the story stuff or, or to deliver the story in a more significant way than the previous games. And, and I'm someone who's never really cared about the story of Hitman. I just want to go into these sandbox worlds and mess around and just see what I can do and see how people react to what I do and all that kind of stuff. Like they're just wonderful sandboxes for me. But in Hitman 3, quite a few levels uh, are structured in such a way that it, it gives you like an intro area where you're going around and it's more linear and you're just trying to gain information and knowledge about what is going on. And then you will get to a point where it opens up and like, here's the actual level where you're, going to be doing your thing uh and, and it's definitely like the way it's it's handled it is definitely a closure for this trilogy and i'm assuming because there was no expansion pass pre-launch or anything that we're not getting any additional dlc levels which is a bit of a bummer but understandable the the levels of hitman 3 are decent like it's hard to really compare them to hitman 1 and hitman 2 because i've played those levels dozens of times each and i've only played through these ones once a piece but you have one that's basically like a clue murder mystery level the tokyo one or wherever it is is really pretty with all the neon and the rain and all that the dubai one is cool but uh yeah, uh, there are a handful of other ones, you know, three other ones uh, specifically. The last one, though, is a very, very linear short. I get it's, it's fun in its own way, but it's more akin to the opening house tutorial level of Hitman 2, where it's a, it's, it's a more small, confined space, and it's just about messing around, really. I don't know. But uh, like yeah, the last one is is very story related, and it's just to 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 spoil it, uh, you might want to close your ears for just fifteen seconds. You're on a train, and you're just moving forward and forward and forward to reach your single target. And when you get to the target, it's not like you have to sneak around. You just you get to your target, and then he goes up to a mirror, and he's like, "There's a there's a box with a, a poison syringe in it, and you can kill him that way, or you can kill him some other way. It's up to you." But yeah, that 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 is the end of it, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, bittersweet and and sad because of the the way the launch has gone. But uh, I I still love the series. I love IO Interactive, and yeah, I I just want I just want everything to be fixed. I'm. 
ready to just go and, and dive super deep into Hitman all over again, all of the levels, and maybe actually pay attention to the story as soon as I get my progress, my mastery for those two levels back. Until that happens, I do not feel comfortable or safe playing the game. I also want to say that it's it's incredible the compression, what have you, that they have done with this game and this package because Hitman 2 plus all the Hitman 1 levels on Xbox One X was just under 120 gigabytes. It was massive. And I was worried about how big this game was going to be with all three games and their levels in it on the the Series X. But they have done what I think is the first I've seen of any type of this significant decrease in file size. Whereas I think there are other games that are actually still somewhat bigger or maybe just ever so slightly smaller. The file size of Hitman 3 with everything included is just over 60 gigabytes, which is mind-blowing because it looks better. It runs better. Like It is a better experience through and through ignoring the, the various you know technical issues that ultimately like if you compare it to cyberpunk it's like there's no big deal and and it really only affects people who have been fans of the the series for such a long time or at least with the last two games which you know you could admittedly say that those are the most important people your your hardcore devoted audience but yeah that wizardry they've done is amazing and i wish more games could do it because it would be so much nicer to not have all these giant games so yeah props to them for that that that's that's just amazing i I was so scared and then somebody said oh no you know they they were able to get it all in at like 100 gigabytes i'm like okay okay that's that's impressive they were able to knock down 20 gigabytes while adding six more additional missions that's that's cool and then when i saw that Oh, it's only 60 gigabytes? What is this nonsense? But uh, yeah, that is Hitman 3. So the rest of these things will probably be short and quick. Loot Hero DX is from Rodalika Games. And you know what that means. It's all about them achievements and trophies. And you can get them very quickly because this is a very simple game. And I actually like it quite a bit. And when I say that, I like it a lot, but it has no legs whatsoever. Once you finish it up and get all the achievements, I I doubt most people will have any interest in continuing to play it because it is, it looks and plays and just feels like a mobile game in part because the game uh, blown up on a, a TV screen. The text is borderline unreadable, which is how pixely and like the, the font choice and all that. But the, the game itself is comprised of one thing and one thing only. Holding your D-pad or your analog stick to the right. And that's all you're doing. You just keep going to the right. You've got your weapon in front of you and you automatically attack weapons. You bounce off them if you don't kill them right away. 
And then you just keep going, going to the right, going to the right until you get to the boss of a level and then you kill them. If you die, you can respawn in the level or you can go back to previous levels and do a lot of grinding. The game even says you're going to have to grind at some point because levels are going to get too challenging pretty quickly and you're going to have to grind to level up. In all of these levels between like every five or six enemies, uh, you know, maybe more depending on like how far you are in the level, you'll come across like a little building or some kind of structure that will allow you to level up your speed, your defense, your critical hits, and your weapon damage. And when you are killing the various enemies along the way, they will drop coins and diamonds and jewels and all that jazz that goes into your little wallet, uh, which you use to improve your character. And that is all there is to the game. You go to the right, you level up your character, you do some grinding, and you go to the, the right, there are nine levels, and when you complete all nine levels, it goes back to the beginning, uh, and it's more challenging, <laughs> you know, slightly more challenging. You get better loot, though, at the same time, and you just do it all over again. You can just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, but you only have to do it once in order to get all the achievements. But I really, really, really like the game, uh, as simple as it is. It's just that, like, you know, it, it's five bucks and I, I can't see anyone playing it for more than 20 or so minutes however long it takes you to get all the achievements or trophies because it really just is the same thing over and over again you're not going to be seeing new levels there's no like procedural generation to any of them like it's just the same over and over and over again and yeah like the, the feats within the game uh, will we'll give you little trophies for doing bigger things and reaching higher levels and defeating a higher level dragon. But those are just for you. You're not going to be getting any more trophies or achievements after the, the first run through. So, yeah, I, I like it a lot. It just is what it is. And you have to keep that in mind. This is a game that you're 100% buying for the achievements and trophies, which is, is true for a lot of Rider uh, Lyca games. But I do, I do like this one a fair amount. Then Marble Duel is a match three game in the vein of Luxor, Sparkle, and Zuma, where you have your little paddle at the bottom of the screen, and then a snake of balls will be moving uh, in, in various patterns, uh, across the screen and the difference with marble duel as opposed to those aforementioned games is that you are playing against another opponent uh, i believe there's multiplayer but i just played against the ai in the like, story campaign mode and the way it works is that you have two balls for your turn yeah and i, I have two balls myself you know, all the time but you have two balls to make whatever matches you're going to make for your turn. And depending on the color of the matches you, you make, if you match red balls, you'll shoot like a fireball at the enemy. If you match blue balls, you will increase your shield. If you shoot green balls, you will uh, increase your health. You'll get some health back and so on. And if you make a nice cascade, so if like you 
make one match and then the balls come together and then there's another match and then another match, you'll get a free ball. I think the minimum you have to do in order to get a free ball is match three in a row in that way, uh, to, to have a three match combo. But it's it's a cool idea. I like the idea a lot. In execution, the AI seems fucking weird as shit and I don't like it. They seem to like know their shit early on and can be really brutal and find these things and maybe get lucky colors initially so that they just wreck you right away. But when you are low on health, every single time that it seems like I have no chance and I should probably just restart, I'm like, wait, because I've already been conditioned from the game doing this to me enough times. I wait, and then I see that the the game, uh, or the, the AI opponent has just fucking lost all intelligence and just keeps making stupid move after stupid move after stupid move. And I could be down to like five health. They're still sitting pretty at like 18 health. And there's no way in hell I should should win that match. But I always do because the AI just becomes an absolute moron uh, when that happens. And it's just like the game... I don't, I don't know what is going on because like the game wants you to feel really challenged and then it wants to make sure that you never lose though. It's like this weird back and forth split personality that I don't fucking understand and it makes the experience, it makes the experience just really weird and overall unpleasant because I'm just like, I don't, I don't get you Marble Duel. What are you playing at? What is the long, what is the long play of this? What is the end game? I don't get you. I don't get you. So it's a, it's a bit of a bummer. I, like, I, I love the idea, but I think in execution, there's something weird going on, and I don't, I don't know if it's intentional or if there's some like bug. Like, it's just weird the way everything's working out. Then, Terratopia is a level-based action platformer where you can play as one of three different characters who all have their specific move sets. It's you know colorful and all that uh, you can also throw out minions who will help and attack enemies and whatnot and the problem is that it is just pretty sluggish uh, control wise and it doesn't feel that great as a platformer uh, so ultimately it's just like there there's so many 3d platformers out there and if you don't get the feel right it's hard to make me care about anything else in the game. And I just, I did not like the way Terratopia felt at all. Like, it, like, there are worse games out there, but there are many games that feel better and, and are more fluid and are, are, are games that I just rather play over Terratopia in such a crowded field. And the, like, the minion aspect isn't that interesting. Or it, it doesn't add that much to it that's like, here is this unique thing we're doing that should make you want to to play our game over other games that are similar. So, uh, yeah. Not not a huge fan of Terratopia. Then I'm also really not a fan of Balancelot, which is a co-op-like game where you balance on a unicycle with a lance. And I played through the first four levels, and I fucking hated every second of it. I, I did get better after the first level, which took me like 11 and a half minutes to complete, which was just pissing me the fuck off. The, the checkpoints could just be a real 
pain in the ass at times. But what you're doing through those first four levels is clearing gaps, making jumps, avoiding obstacles. You'll come across snails that you can jump over if you want, or you can hit them with your lance if you're able to aim correctly. And it just is like, if you don't know what Quop is, it's that game where you control the track runner with the Quop buttons on, on your, your keyboard. And it was, you know, this weird, funny, difficult to initially, like there are people who have mastered how to control Quop, but you know, it's really just about like this weird physics based thing. Like it's just, it's, more amusing to watch someone else to play games like this than play them yourself in my opinion like i know some people love them and i i think they love the challenge of getting good at games like this i don't i i find them incredibly frustrating and games that utilize control schemes and ways of playing that will in no way benefit me in any other game so it would be a skill set i would learn for that game specifically And if there isn't some other hook in the game that is grabbing me in such a strong way that I'm like, I want to learn how to play this game and and play it well because I love this. Like I love the art or I love this progression system or I love the the level design or whatever. If it doesn't have some hook like that, I'm not learning how to play your fucking bullshit game. So yeah. And also you only need to play through the first four levels to get all the achievements. This is another Rattle Like a Games game. So if you want all them achievements and trophies, I don't know what that accent was. It was weird. Uh, you only have to play through the first four levels, which is frustrating because I think you, I think you can get every achievement slash trophy except one in the first level, but then you have to play through the next two. Like you can't get the final one until you hit the fourth level. I'm just like, I kept playing because I'm like. I can't not get this last trophy or this last achievement. Though I, I, I got those achievements on my father's profile because, of course, you know, Microsoft Wards is doing that whole 10,000 points, reward points for getting 10,000 achievements. So I did that with my dad's account and my account. I thankfully utilized some uh, console commands for PC versions of games that still work and uh i didn't know exist so i and 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 also work on console for at least one title so i was able to get specifically in surviving mars i got three thousand achievement points 1500 per version well one for the console version and one for the pc version in a matter of seconds because they're just like user-made mods that you just install and then you you enable them and then it's just like here's all your achievements so yeah do I feel dirty and icky about it? You bet I do. Do I care? Hell no. Doesn't matter. And uh, yeah. Then Shing is a beat-em-up that uh, utilizes for its default control scheme a more interesting, different way of fighting in that all the actions, the attacks are on the right analog stick. So you move them in various directions and do like patterns as well to do special moves and stuff like that, which is interesting it's a interesting idea but i just don't like it you can change to traditional controls where the x button is your basic attack wise heavy attack and so on which i very quickly changed to and had had a much better experience with but 
It's a it's an okay beat em up. It's better than Battletoads and I think there was another beat em up I played recently that I would I would put this above, but it's nowhere near Streets of Rage 4 and nowhere near as fun as that nine Shaolin monks game I played, which I really need to remember. Like that is another game I'm considering for attack the backlog. Cause I had such a good time with the hour or even that, that I put into that game. But Shing is all right. A bunch of ninjas. There, there are four available. I think only two initially. And yeah. Uh, and part of why I turn off the, the right analog stick combat is that I just feel like I, using that because you're doing a lot of hacking and slashing a lot of button mashing uh, the equivalent of button mashing with an analog stick that i am slowly destroying my right analog stick by playing the game that way or i'm just smashing it left and right you know back and forth up down you know doing all these rotations and shit uh so that is part of it but like the game itself is okay uh the way fights are handled can be a little bit frustrating where they they go on a bit too long every encounter they keep throwing enemies that come on from the foreground or the background they jump on into the plane of gameplay whatever and you fight them then some more come in and you're just like okay i've had enough of this round can we just move on so i can progress further uh, or forward uh so yeah i do appreciate that there seems to be a, a decent checkpoint system that uh, remains if you quit out because I accidentally when I, I played a challenge and failed it because I didn't actually pay attention to what the challenge text said I accidentally instead of returning to the the game the, the level I was in I quit to the main menu I'm like oh, no I was like super far in the level am I gonna have to redo this and it, it allowed me to restart exactly where I left off right by that challenge so that that was a nice but uh it's okay. Worth, you know, checking out if you're really into beat em ups and you've got nothing else or you've played everything else. But if you did sleep on whatever that nine Shaolin monks game is, I would I would recommend that first because I think that game that game was just so much fun. It felt really good and had really satisfying minor environmental destruction. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that one. And then. Unspottable is a local multiplayer only game where you, it's similar to, I I wish I remember what these games were called, like House Party or something, or even like The Ship, Uh, those games where you and up to three other friends, they don't have to be friends, uh, except for it's all local, so they would presumably be friends, are in this environment, in, in the case of uh, Unspottable, it's a single screen environment and it's full of like two dozen or maybe a little more, you know, 20 to 30 characters who all look the same. And you have to act like an AI character while trying to figure out which one of the other characters on screen is your friend or your friends and then punch them in order to uh, figure it out if you if you're right then you know you'll win if you're wrong you'll be stuck and vulnerable for a few seconds in position Uh, they'll see that you whiffed and then you'll be stuck but at the same time 
The the AI characters will also be punching each other and potentially you. If you get punched by an AI, then you will lose a point. And it's that's all there is to it. It's decent. It's not my favorite of these types. Like I, I did like the other ones like where one person was looking through a sniper rifle and the other person was in this small space or, or the ship, which was a, a more bigger and interesting type of setup. But, you know, it, it's not too bad. I, I think the, the, the biggest limiting factor or reason why I would hesitate to recommend it to anyone is just the fact that it is local multiplayer only and there's no playing against just the AI or anything because that wouldn't really work because every character in the game outside of the, the human controlled characters are AI characters so it'd be weird to like have to find the the specific AI character within a group of other AI characters but yeah it's okay it's okay anywho that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am marcus ness y'all can find me on twitter and pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast attack the backlog and unamazingly baka all of which are available on podcast services across the globe you can also check out the videos I make on YouTube over at youtube.com slash sausage, including a video version of Attack the Backlog, which I highly recommend watching over listening to the show because the video does add a lot. I put a lot of work and love and effort into those, so I would appreciate if you check those out, give them a thumbs up, subscribe, all that jazz. I forget to say this all the time, but I'm remembering right now. I also put up, there's no video to it, but I put up the anime podcast on Zine Baraka on YouTube as well, for people who want to listen to it that way. I thought about returning to putting this show on YouTube, but I don't know if I want to do that. Because I started Attack the Backlog and on Amazingly Baka on there day one. And I'm just like, if I'm not going to have the past 750 plus episodes on YouTube, what's even the point? And so here we are. But uh, yeah. All that is youtube.com again, slash pixelated sausage. You can also find the art I make on the site. And if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely Lovely week and bye.